When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and I'm joined today by Jordan Blackwell, my colleague on the Mercury Sports Desk. And we're going to discuss all things Leicester City over the last few days and there's been plenty going on. Let's start with the real positives, Jordan. Um, the two Leicester City lads playing for England at the European Championships for the under-21s and both of them did uh, very, very well, didn't they? Yeah, um, Ben Chiuo, uh did very well and started every game that England played, um, played every minute. Uh, I thought he, w- he was very good, particularly um, going forward, his, his touch and um, you know his dribbling. I th- he sort of showed those skills for Leicester during the, the end of last season um, and he showed those again in, in Poland. And then Gray, who had to wait for his chance, he, was, he came off the bench in the first two games but started the third game Played really well, goal and assist, and then got his his game in the uh, in the semi final and scored again. And I think they can both be, although obviously they'll both be massively disappointed with with the with the end of the tournament. Uh, I think they can both be really pleased in, in how they've performed. Absolutely, they've certainly done themselves a um, great deal of credit, and uh, they're not the only England internationals to have suffered penalty shootout defeat against Germany over the years. There's something inevitable about that, but they would have uh, learnt from the experience certainly, and uh, I think it's going to be to Leicester City's gain next season the experience they've they've had in this tournament. Yeah, definitely. I think we um we have seen slowly that that they are improving. I think um it's always been clear with Gray that he, he has the talent, uh, but I thought. He showed towards the end of last season, and he showed uh, at the Under-21 Championships that uh, he is really willing to work and work on his defensive game, and, um, and you know, and help his his fullback out. So I think um, they have learned a lot, and hopefully, and I think we will. Uh, They'll, um, we'll see them more often uh, at the King Power next season. Now, whilst at the European Championships, uh, Demi Gray did speak to the media and said he was using the anger uh, inside him from his lack of opportunities for Leicester City uh, when he was on England duty. And that uh, certainly showed in his performances. But uh, although that officially ends this season, all the players are back, except for the lads that have been on international duty, for the start of pre-season, for the new season on Monday. And, uh, you know, we were talking about this season now. It's been a slow burner in the transfer window so far. Only one player has left, Martin Vasilevsky. Only one player has uh, been signed, uh, Aaron Maguire. Uh, but we expect now, when all the teams start to return to, to pre-season training and looking ahead to the new campaign, they'll, we'll start seeing a bit more movement in the, the transfer window. And this, But there's been no shortage of, of rumours, as there, Jordan? I mean, uh, let's start with the lads... Uh, that are currently at the club being linked with a move away. And this probably links in with Gray's lack of uh, game time last season and his frustrations. Riyad Mahrez, Riyad Mahrez situation. There's been lots of rumours about Mahrez leaving, particularly to Arsenal. Yes, um, the we understand that, that Arsenal have an interest. Uh, I know Arsene Wenger's spoken before um, that Mahrez is a player he likes. Um, the reports from Spain are often contradictory, but there was reports that um, Mahrez was set to sign for Arsenal because he'd become tired of waiting uh, for Barcelona um, to make a move. Now the the papers in Spain are going back on that and saying Barcelona actually might make a move um, 
as with Mara's uh, their plan B in case they can't sign uh, PSG's uh, Marco Verratti. Um, but as far as we understand, there's been no bids made for Mares, um, and there's only the only slight interest comes from Arsenal, who have also been uh, reported to have made a move for Thomas Lamar of Monaco, who plays wide right or, or wide left, so is a similar player to Mares. Um, so I think it's expected. Um, it will continue for the rest of the window or the speculation surrounding Mares, but I think for the time being. Uh, he'll remain a Leicester City player. Well, he, obviously he'll miss the start of uh, of pre-season because he was on international duty with Algeria until um, June the 11th. Or so, But he should be back before they go or during the trip to the training camp in Austria. And I certainly expect him to uh, start pre-season or possibly even the, the season itself as Leicester City player. We know last season there was no uh, concrete bids for him. There was interest from Arsenal yet again. But that, they didn't follow that up with a, an offer, and that so far it seems to be following a, a similar pattern. And where do you think that would leave Mares uh, in terms of the supporters? Because obviously he made it public that he wanted to leave. Uh, he's asked the club to honour a, a pledge by the chairman to let him go after he gave them one more season. But he did sign a four-year bumper contract. He's got three years left to go. He's not going to be a cheap option for anybody. No, he he, he definitely won't be. And I think um, you know. Given his performances in the title-winning season, he he is the sort of player that would cost a lot of money. He, he you know, he provides goals and assists. Um, he's got that creativity, and that those sorts of players are the most expensive. Uh, with regard to City fans, I think there would be a split of fans that are happy to to see him stay at the club, and uh, would obviously would welcome him back as long as he you know puts in the effort and shows that. Okay, maybe I've not got a move, but I'm a I'm a Leicester City player, so I'll I'll do my best for the club. But I think there would be a, a good chunk of fans that would also now now he's released that statement and said he wants to move, wouldn't be particularly pleased to see him back in the team. Would rather players like Damari Gray, uh, another um, the club's other wingers, um, would like to prefer to see them uh, get chances in the first team. Yeah, we'll see how it pans out over the uh, the coming weeks and whether. He gets his move or not. But let's talk about some of the uh, the other lads that have been linked with moves away. Uh, starting with Papi Mendy, reports that Bordeaux uh, were in for him and there was interest uh, from other French clubs as well. He was linked with Nantes and a return to playing for Claudio Ranieri as well. So what's the situation there, Jordi? Um Well, it seems like there, there isn't any interest from Nantes. It just seems like uh, Bordeaux is the, is the club um, that, that want to sign uh, Mendy. And he's spoken, and his agent has spoken to L'Equipe in France uh, to say that they're really uh, focusing on getting that move uh, for Mendine. I think it would be a good move for him. They're, they're a pretty decent team. I think they finished sixth in uh, Ligue 1 last season, so they're in the Europa League. So um, I'm sure he would be pretty pleased with that, and I guess that's why they're, they're pursuing it um, so intently. But um, as far as we know, there's not yet been any bids, and there's just sort of interest and talk around the move um, yeah Bordeaux have spoken to Leicester City but they haven't followed it up with an offer for a permanent move or a loan move and I think the, what complicates this is that he's not fit he's still not fit he's mm. had two surgeries on the ankle injury that he picked up on his debut yeah, it was terrible luck with injuries last year got injured on his debut against Arsenal and it's uh, I think seven appearances all season in total but that ankle problem kept uh, plaguing him throughout so it, Leicester fans never saw Papi Mendy anywhere near fully fit and what he can possibly 
do for the club. But the, the, the problem for Mendy is that there's so much competition in those central midfield areas now. Nididi coming in in January, Matty James getting back to full fitness and impressing on his loan spell at Barnsley. He, he'd struggle to get in anyway, wouldn't he, next season? I think so, um, because I think he's he's still at a stage where he needs to he needs to impress. Um, he's not had that opportunity yet, and given. Uh, his his time out. I think he seems to say that this second surgery uh, on his ankle has has cleared everything up and that he will be, you know, fine to to make it back to to full fitness now without any problems. But you would say, with Shake, particularly with Shakespeare in charge, that Mendy would be at the bottom of the pecking order behind Drinkwater and Didi, King James and Amate. Um, that's a lot of competition for for two places, um, and I think. Um, for him, the best thing would be a, a move away. Let's talk about another one, Bartosz Kapuska, another player, new signing from last season, last summer, that we never saw anything of, really. We only saw a handful of uh, appearances in the cup competition, never made his Premier League debut. Um, now there's reports that he's got a lot of interest in him from Holland, Germany and Italy, uh, with Freiburg with the Bundesliga leading the chase. Yes, his agent has um, has confirmed to, to press in Poland that um, he is seeking a new club, whether uh, permanently or on loan. Um, obviously, he didn't get really any opportunities to, to play last season for Leicester. Um, yeah, and there are a few clubs around Europe, which is not surprising, um, given you know his performances before he arrived at Leicester, particularly the Euro 2016, where he, he really impressed um as, still as a teenager in the in the full uh, senior Poland squad, um, and Kapuska himself has said his focus is on trying to play more, um, and if that means leaving Leicester, I think he he would be fairly happy to do that. But I think again, in the same situation as Mendy, it, he's clearly fairly low down on the pecking order, um, and. Um, and move away would probably be the best thing for his career. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he never got a chance under Claudio Ranieri, or even when Shakespeare came in. He, you know, we saw very little of him. He's a young player. He's obviously got some ability, but uh, you know, he's fallen from grace. His, his career stalled. So a move away would be the best for all concerned, I, I believe. But uh, let's talk about possible arrivals now. I mean, I'm sure Leicester City fans want to see some some new signings coming in and uh, to bolster the squad, give them the optimism that they can challenge again in the top half of the table. Um, top of the list of our poll, our, our transfer Tinder, was um, uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Uh, Swansea City is the one that less, most Leicester fans want to see signing, but it's not going to be easy to get a player of his abilities, and it's not going to. It's going to cost a lot of money, and there's going to be a lot of competition. Yeah, and I think it's the same with in, with Morris and how he would cost a lot. Sigurdsson is a creative player, and they're so um, they're so rare in, in in football, and he's he's a player with. You know, he got 13 assists last season playing in a Swansea team that struggled. Um, he's of a decent age. He works hard. Uh, he's got Premier League experience. All those things add up to a, a hefty price tag, which we understand would probably be around £40 million or at least £40 million. Pounds. Um, the main interest or the main competition with City seems to be from Everton, who are... Um, it seems to be the competition for every player yes, that Leicester yeah, are linked with. Not, not surprising, uh, given um, Steve Walsh's role as their director of football. But um, obviously, Everton seem to be looking for a replacement for Ross Barkley, who's not yet committed his future um, at Goodison Park. Um, so yes, I think they would they would struggle to get him, and particularly, I mean, we don't really know Sigerson's intentions yet. He may be thinking, "Oh, I want to play for a team that's that's playing in Europe." 
Um, so whether Leicester would even be able to convince him to, to come to the King Power, we don't know. But it certainly, I think, I'm not surprised that he's the one that fans want. I think he would... Um, he would play in a position probably in that that role just behind Vardy that I think a lot of fans think needs strengthening mm. um, and he seems to be a very good fit for that position. Yeah, there's a big difference between him and Mahrez. Mahrez has publicly stated he wants to leave Leicester and Sigurdsson has not uh, said anything or there's no indication that he is looking for a, a move away from the, the Liberty Stadium and uh, Swansea want to keep him as well because as you said there with his stats, he's so crucial uh, for how they they play and uh, and certainly in terms of their attacking strength. Um, it's going to be a right tug of war. We imagine that's going to develop as the as summer uh, where on and we don't really know how that will end but uh, uh, elsewhere um, Gaston Ramirez he's another player that can play in that role behind uh, Jamie Vardy we know they were after him in January uh, and you've seen something today that suggests that Leicester might still be in for him or have an opportunity to sign Gaston yes um, the the Northern Echo who cover uh, football in the North East um, saying that uh, Ramirez uh, has no part to play in Gary Monk's plans, but Gary Monk obviously appointed uh, the new Middlesbrough manager over the summer. Um, I think there's still a, a, a disappointment of the way Ramirez conducted himself in January with you know trying to, to force a move out of the club uh, to move to Leicester. Um, and it seems like Middlesbrough are now sort of sounding out clubs to see if, if they, can, they can sell uh, Ramirez. The, the Northern Echo report that Leicester are still interested, um, but that they're looking at other targets, possibly the likes of, of Sigurdsson. Um, so it seems that Ramirez would, would be a backup uh, for Leicester if they, they couldn't get their, their main targets for that sort of attacking midfield role. Another player that was um, high up on the list of uh, uh, wish lists for Leicester City fans in our poll was uh, Kelechi Iheanacho. Um, not a lot of development on that one. That one's gone quite. We know Leicester are interested, but so are a number of clubs interested. And uh, I mean, there's been the odd bit of re- report or rumour about bids being lodged for around twenty-five million pounds, but uh, nothing concrete's come of that. What do you make of that? Yes, I think I think that's that's unsurprising. I think we've heard a little bit about um, there's there's problems over his agents and there's debates over image rights. He's changed um, he's changed agents, and there's still a sort of issues with that so I think it's one of those transfers that we won't see um, any movement until later in the window when when those sort of problems are are sorted Um, but I think Leicester again there is competition West Ham and Crystal Palace are the two teams uh, the two other teams that have been linked yeah I mean that would be uh, one that I should imagine will go right to the wire transfer deadline day uh, Ian Acho I mean I I imagine there was all sorts of reports about a buyback clause as well which is complicating things uh, as well because um, you know why would you by somebody that somebody else could trigger to buy back from from you if he's a success. So it's a, a stumbling block in, in that deal. Defensively, Harry Maguire's come in. They've been linked with several of the centre-backs as well. Johnny Evans, they've had a bid, £10 million rejected. Uh, the latest we understand on that is uh, City just weighing up their options now, whether to go try it again. But it doesn't look like they're going to get him out of West Bromwich. It looks like he's set there for... For, for for the next foreseeable future. Yeah, he's been. Um, it looks like he will probably be given the captaincy at the Hawthorns, and there's reports that they he may be offered a new contract there as well. Um, and given the the price tag, um, we think it's about twenty million pounds. That's how that's what uh, West Brom value him at. I think that means that Leicester seriously have to consider it if they do want to um to go in for him again or or look at other targets of which we know. 
there's a little bit of interest in, in Chris Smalling, although there's possibly he thinks his level is is above Leicester City and he wants to play European football as well. Um, and Ben Gibson is the other player that's been linked, but we've not really heard anything on that for for some time either. No. Um, but I think there's um, it's fairly clear that. Leicester still do want to, to bolster their defensive ranks. I think Ben Gibson's one that, again, similar to Inacho, it's it's something that might happen towards the end of the transfer window. Um, I think at the moment the asking price is uh, way high, too high. Um, but I think it's one that they'll monitor and uh, and see where they're at, whether the uh, uh, the stance of Middlesbrough softens towards the uh, the end of the the window as they uh, decide you know, whether they want to cash in and bring in a couple of players because obviously you know, having just been relegated there are financial implications there um, but it's set to be an interesting few weeks isn't it um, as we said the players are back uh, for a week of testing and tra- training next week at Beaver Drive before heading off to Austria for a week and then it's off to Hong Kong for a week where they're going to play West Bromwich Albion and then possibly by either Liverpool or Palace in the Premier League Asia Trophy. Now, one other story that um, uh, we, we've run in the Mercury over the last few days, um, plans being drawn up for the expansion of the King Power Stadium. Now, what we understand is that uh, City have uh, contacted a number of architectural companies to draw up um, proposals for what looks like to be an extension of the East Stand. Um, we know they've purchased the land behind the East Stand. It's ripe for an expansion. Um, 10,000 on the, uh, on, the, on the gate, 42,000. I think Leicester City would sell that out. Uh, I think in the position they're in at the minute, when they're um, you know, a, a good Premier League team and Premier League with, with certainly top half, maybe top seven aspirations, I think they would get close to selling that out. Mm. Um, it would the problems would arise if they had a, had one dodgy season that saw them relegated and they would be back in the championship where average attendances were twenty four twenty five thousand. Um, so I think that that's one of the one of the issues that I'm sure that the club are weighing up. Um, but obviously, a, a stadium expansion is something the, the King Power Group have, have looked at for a long time. I know even after Leicester's first season in the, in back in the Premier League. Um, Vice Chairman Top spoke in the Bangkok Bangkok Post about possibilities for an expansion. The season after the title win, he spoke about it again, um, particularly after seeing the number of fans uh, at the Victoria Park Parade. And then I know Avicii mentioned it in his programme notes uh, for the Bournemouth game at the end of, of last season. So it's clearly something that they're considering and you know that they've approached a number of uh, companies about uh, drawing up plans shows that they're the you know it's not all talk they are actually uh, pressing on with it um but i think there's still a fair bit to go before you know they make a decision and i think they'll probably like to see Leicester sort of um consolidate their position in the premier league and really establish themselves as a top 10 side before they go ahead with it but yeah but they have moved forward there's been some developments and they they appointed last season they appointed a a new board member uh, who's going to look after uh, their infrastructure and development structural plans um, and there's also a possibility of looking at the training ground facilities and, and past, uh, moving on um, to pastures new in that. I mean, they've redeveloped. I know when they first come in, they were talking about, they were looking at whether it was best, to, more viable to move to a new location or redevelop 
Beaver Drive and they chose to stay and redevelop Beaver Drive. But it looks like that could be another option for them uh, as well. So um, exciting times ahead. Uh, possibly new players on the pitch, possibly a new stand and <laughs> training ground off the pitch as well. So it's um, heady times for, for Leicester City fans. So keep checking back on the Mercury website and our Facebook page for all the latest stories breaking out of uh, Leicester City as they return to work and they get to work on uh, bringing in those signings for next season. And join us next week for another podcast. Thank you.